0: have seen strange things today. I live in a house with lots of young people. I spend most of my evenings when I go to my hermitage thinking to myself, I've seen strange things today. (laughs) Uh, Everything from people obsessed by Christmas or people obsessed by healthy eating or people chasing each other around the place or random, just there's one particular person who just loves getting piggybacks from people but without telling the person she's getting a piggyback from that she's about to require a piggyback, so she just basically jumps on people from behind all this kind of thing you know I've seen strange things I see strange things every day Um, but what I love about community life is community life when one lives in community you see all sorts of different kinds of people all sorts of different gifts talents abilities inabilities strengths and weaknesses all thrown into like a Christmas cake type mix uh, of 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 And it's just, it's so, it's so interesting, like just the money, like, you know, first thing in the morning, you've got the morning people, my goodness, morning people, who come down all excited and joyful and full of life and energy and volume. And um, then there, there are others who just kind of come down, hair disheveled, go over and just kind of hug the radiator until it's time to pray grace or whatever, you know. Um, you've got those who, who love singing, those who prefer not to, those who love to, you know, be seen or heard, those who want to be in the background, And so on. So, community life teaches us all sorts about all sorts of people, you know, and teaches us about ourselves, too, because where do do I find myself in this mix? So, it's a great teacher. But what we do learn also in community is that sanctity isn't reserved to any one type of person. It's not like it's all about, you know, those who are... uh, extrovert or those who are introvert or those who are Latin mass or those who are charismatic or those who are <clears throat> whatever it is. Sanctity isn't reserved to any one grouping. All of us are called sanctity and all of us can become saints. So when you look at like Saint, Saint Nicholas today, as with most saints from the fourth century, not a whole lot is known about him. Uh, but what we do know about him is, 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 is wonderful. Okay, so he's a bishop, Bishop of Mira, which is modern-day Turkey. <clears throat> and uh, his par- apparently his parents died in a pandemic when he was very young so he was left all of their, their wealth so he was a wealthy orphan brought up then by his uncle and by all accounts he seems enthusiastic about his faith very, very driven, very motivated, <clears throat> uh, zealous and passionate Okay, but also very generous. So he had this wonderful mix of being, like, a at times a gr- grizzly bear and at times a teddy bear. You know, yeah, he seemed to have this 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 uh, wonderful way of defending the faith because there was the, what was called the Arian heresy, which taught that there was a time when Jesus was not. So basically, it that that Jesus, the second person of the Trinity, was was created, if you will, by God, the Father. So then the Jesus' divinity and the Father's divinity aren't the same. So, big problem. <coughs> All clarified in the Council of Nicaea in 325, but at which apparently St. Nicholas was present and apparently at which when he saw uh, Arius giving his discourse and fighting for the fact that Jesus wasn't divine as the Father was divine, that uh, St. Nicholas went over and slapped him. Now, that we don't know sure if that actually happened, but so goes the legend anyway that Saint Nicholas Saptum. ok but um, obviously at this time 4th century uh, there, were, there, was a, there were a lot of issues of, of poverty and <coughs> in port towns trading towns prostitution was an issue <coughs> but Saint Nicholas as a priest came to hear of a man a father who had come into debt and the only way he could find uh, to, to pay his debt was actually to, to sell his daughters into prostitution with great reluctance he was doing this but there was no other way and so uh, Saint Nicholas then as a priest uh, one night came along by their house saw the windows open got a little bag of money to pay for the first the first daughter if you will the oldest daughter and lobs it in the window which is discovered then later on and then subsequently for the second daughter then also for the third daughter so they wouldn't have to go into to prostitution that's why Saint Nicholas is often shown, if you see statues of him, with three what look like red balls. Maybe, I, don't, I don't know if, if that's where the, like, the idea of baubles on a Christmas tree come from, not really sure. But they're apparently they supposed, supposed to be bags of money. So that's what it's supposed to look like. But, okay, uh, it's not always sure what they are, that's it. So those three bags of money. So a sign of his generosity and his love for, for children, his love for the family. What's interesting, though, about him is that if so you keep in mind this is the fourth century. This is a, a long time ago, before <clears throat> all of the infrastructure for the church and all of the systems and all of the, uh, the all that we know of the church now is, is only in its in its infancy. Really, there are obviously great saints, people of great faith, but we're still discovering and writing. Like, this is at the time when we were still writing the creed, right? So this is how how long ago we're talking. <clears throat> so things were things were rough, and obviously early part of the, 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 the history of the church up until uh, the, the early 4th century Christianity was illegal until Constantine in the Edict of Milan allowed it or be, declared it to be the, 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 the faith of the R- Roman Empire. So up until then the faith was often violently persecuted. And so in one of these persecutions, St. Nicholas was taken prisoner. So again just when you compare all of this To Coca-Cola, Santa Claus. Like, there's, just, there's almost nothing in, in common at all, right? So you have Saint Nicholas, right, in chains in a dungeon. And were it not for the Edict of Milan, I think it was 313, if I remember correctly, uh, he would have been murdered, killed, martyred. Okay, this is the Saint Nicholas that the church reveres today. A bishop, a, a lover of souls, a lover of the Lord, a generous, selfless, courageous, zealous, priest and bishop who fought for his people and fought for the truth, ultimately fighting for the Lord. That's who the church venerates. Okay, so I think it's just, we, we, we as Christians, we as Catholics, we, we have to be very, very clear about this, you know, that if you will, <coughs> the caricature of Santa Claus is not Saint Nicholas. Uh, the Saint Nicholas <coughs> is a bishop, a man of prayer, a man of selfless generosity. Okay, so, he escapes martyrdom uh, because the, the Yes, Constantine makes the faith, the Christian faith, the, the faith of the Roman Empire, and so the prisoners are freed. Okay, so again, uh, it said that he died then in in Mira. In Turkey, okay, at a later on in history, the Saracens uh, invaded, took over all that part of of Turkey into into Greece, and at that point then the Italians saw that uh, this would be a good opportunity or an, an, a, necess- a requirement actually to get St. Nicholas's relics out of Mira, otherwise no one would be able to go on pilgrimage there and the church may even be desecrated or burnt down or who knows what would happen to the relics so so between Venice and Barry both of them wanted the relics <coughs> in the end and the Baresi uh, went over got them brought them back and so to this day the relics of St. Nicholas are in Barry in Italy An incident interestingly I met the Archbishop of Barry there just a couple of weeks ago and um we were just talking about, about this, this, this fact, you know? And uh, he, he's very, 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 very proud to have the relics of Saint Nicolae. Uh, he's like the, um, he's, he, uh, well, he, he, I don't think he was exaggerating. He said he's the most famous saint in the world. Which is probably true. I I'd say there's more of a veneration to Saint Nicholas even than Saint Joseph. I mean, it's, it's possible, it's possible. I'm not saying he's a greater saint. I'm just saying he's more well-known. It's quite possible. It's quite possible. So that's, that's, that's pretty amazing, like, when you think about it. Again, I, I hope what is known is the saint and not the caricature. Because otherwise, there's no point in, what's the point in knowing a caricature? Like, some overfed, Coca-Cola-dressed chubby dude who flies around in a sled? I don't know. Okay. Um... Whatever, sorry, I didn't sleep well. Okay, so we to get back to the saint, the saint, you know, like this, this lover of Christ, this man who loves Jesus, and because of that, I mean, that's 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 what's that's what we should get back to. That Saint Nicholas, the saint that we venerate today, you know, is a, a follower of Christ, a man willing to actually die for him, and a man who almost did. Okay, so when his relics were brought, brought back to Barry. <coughs> They are placed in a great early query there. And the relics started to, to exude a kind of mirror, a kind of a, an oil, if you will, which then became known as the manna of St. Nicholas, which then uh, was discovered to have healing properties, and uh, which is then collected into little, little, was collected into little vials anyway, and distributed around the world, and many miracles are attributed to it as well. So it's, it's, it's wonderful to see how, even from heaven, even post-mortem, even after their the, the lives here on earth. And the saints continue to do work. All of this through the Lord. You see how like the saints and love for Christ, love for God are so intimately united. And, and that's what makes the saints great. That's what makes, in all humility I think we can say this, that's what may, will make us great one day. It's our unity with the Lord. It's our unity with the Lord. Same with Our Lady. Our Lady's greatness is her littleness, her being empty of herself and filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with God, full of grace. That's what makes the saints great, their unity with God. And so for us, different and all as we are, eccentric uh, uh, and all as some of us are, uh, our, our greatness is our unity with the Lord. And if we're united with the Lord and live according to that, then each and every one of us can become saints. So we ask the good Lord today to renew our hearts and minds with this conviction that sanctity isn't reserved for the few, or it's not reserved for a certain kind of person, but it's something I, too, can become if I collaborate with the Lord's grace. May each one of us become the saints that the Lord is calling us to be. And may each one of us discover the powerful intercession today of St. Nicholas. Amen.